Welcome everyone to the pursuit of value where we strive to become better. Today I have an exciting guest. After putting out my book, I realized there is more I can learn myself for being a parent. Then my son had uh, some personal issues that even further told me I need a I need a parent coach to try new things out. I'm honored today to have a parent coach with me that is an amazing that's doing amazing things. Ms. Dalnita Winston. Thank you for coming on today on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. All is well. I love to hear that. Do you mind telling us a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. So I am a certified parent coach and parent educator. And um, basically, as of this year in January, I started doing my parent coaching program um, full time <clears throat> before wow. I have been a certified um, school social worker for 22 years. And I've been teaching um, co-parenting classes for about 10 years. And I was doing that pretty much on the side because being a school social worker was quite um, demanding, <laughs> to say the least. Yes, uh, so last October 2021, I decided that I wanted to pursue my business full time. And so I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to uh, retire early from the school system and do what I love doing, which is working with parents and parent coaching full time. So that's how I kind of started this journey. Um, and so as a parent coach, I work with parents to help them, uh, first of all, identify better or more um, effective ways of parenting. And I will say at this point, I'm more known for my work that I do with co-parents. Um, there are folks who are raising their children between two separate homes uh, because of separation, divorce, or breakup of a, of a dating relationship. So for that reason, um, here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, in which the state where I reside, it is um, mandatory for people who are petitioning the court because of child, um, child custody, uh, visitation, or child support, it's mandatory that they take a co-parenting class. And so I'm a vendor wow. with the Supreme Court of Virginia, and I offer those classes. That's actually pretty amazing. Well, thank you for coming on. It's an honor to even have you on with this semester experience. Plus, you have a master's degree in social work. I saw I'm also yes. a social worker, uh, a bachelor's level. It's Excellent. amazing to speak to you. Yes, ma'am. Um, within that concept, what really sparked you to become a parent coach? Wow. OK, so as I mentioned, for the past nine and a half, 10 years, mm -hmm. I've been a parent educator um, teaching those co-parent classes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so um, I actually, this is an awesome story. I had a, a young lady and a gentleman who took my class several years ago. And um, after the class was over, uh, both of them are co-parents. And so okay. once the class was over, a few days later, she um, the young lady called me, reached out to me and asked me, did I offer any additional classes? I told her, yes, depending on what, you know, what she wanted to take. And so she was more interested in communicating 
further with her or in a better way with her co-parent and her um, then her boyfriend, who's a co-parent, he was interested as well. So they took um, a communication class with me and I gave them a certificate, you know, showing that they had completed that. And then she contacted me at least two additional times um, for additional classes that they were interested in taking. Because of all of my certifications and special training as a school social worker, I uh, was able to offer her not only the communications class, but also um, interpersonal relationships. We uh, I gave her a class on that. And there was one other class that really had to do with improving her relationship with her children. And so each one of those classes, um, you know, really caught my attention as I uh, presented them to uh, the, this young lady and uh, her friend, her boyfriend at the time. Finally, one day out of the blue, I just started doing some Google search um, for additional, um, I guess, services that I could offer. Came across parent coaching. It, it caught my attention right off the bat. And I entered um, a parent certification parent coach certification program. Went through that program that was uh, several months long and became a certified parent coach. Wow. And so it was because of her urging, um, her pushing me to kind of give more additional classes because she and her friend were interested in really positioning themselves as best they could as they went through their custody cases, you know, um, their individual custody cases. So yeah, that's how I started this, this, again, this journey of parent coaching. Okay. Well, that's actually pretty neat because you helped someone and then realized that was your gift and talent. That's actually pretty amazing. Most and definitely. So, and so you've been doing this for nine plus years. Congratulations yes, on that, ma'am. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and I want to say this is a full circle kind of um, a thing to me because I was just talking to one of my best friends, Joe, mm -hmm. and he was saying how I need to really communicate with about the problems with my the mother of my children and not them and pretty much help them separate that instead of me making it seem like I'm attacking them and it's amazing that you help co-parents really communicate because that's all we do pretty much yes. with, with minds and I've seen other people can you walk me through how you really help others communicate and then as well as communicate with their the children as well yeah so let me clarify um are you speaking in terms of co-parenting or just parenting in general co-parenting and then parenting with the child okay okay yes, so with co-parenting again it is like so important that communication um, is established and if you think about it and this is what I try to convey to my students in my class as well as clients in my coaching programs mm -hmm. um, if you think about it specifically for parents and children you know, when kids are young, um, infants, toddlers, preschoolers, communication just happens naturally. Um, those lines of communication, the attachment, the bonding, all of that is just awesome between parents and children. As kids get older, especially when they become teenagers, that's mm -hmm. when things sort of change a little bit and there's some uh, transition going on. And so, however, if 
if parents are really um, working towards keeping those lines of communication open as their kids are young, going on into um, teenage years, if they're really um, attentive to their kids and giving their, their children um, you know, that personal time, all of that strengthens the parent-child relationship so that when kids become teenagers, it's not like parents are looking at aliens. They recognize mm -hmm. who their kids are. <clears throat> Excuse me, the lines of com communication have been already established, you know, when the kids were very young, and it just helps in that whole parent-child communication. So that's important. Um, a lot right. of times parents and especially teenagers feel like they're um, on the opposite ends of the, of the spectrum. They feel like they're almost, almost like enemies because mm -hmm. they can't quite get on the same page. So that's the work that I do with parents, helping them to identify the strengths and the weaknesses of that parent-child relationship, and then taking them step-by-step step with an action plan to improve their relationship and the communication with their kids. So now I'm going to kind of switch up and talk about co-parenting um, and communication. So that is really important as well when we talk about co-parents um, communicating. And so in my programs and in my classes, I really um, sort of, I sort of quench when I ask the question to co-parents, um, do you all have an, you know, an, uh, in a, a, do you all have communication between each other? Uh, I quench when I hear the answer no, because that means that the children are not really um, feeling secure because their co-parents are not communicating effectively between each other. And when they do, it's probably um, conflictive, it's probably challenging, um, yes. you know, with because co-parents are not on the same page. And that really, this is one key point, it really cannot help but filter in to the parent and child relationship when those two parents are having communication problems. Okay, so trickle down effect. Yes, yes. So that's the work that I really concentrate on when I'm working with co-parents to help them to understand that their children are the, to their children, uh, the parents are the two most important people in the whole wide world. And it's imperative for those two most important people to communicate, to have some form of communication. It doesn't have to be, you know, really detailed, structured, all of that. It can be, you know, agreed upon that, hey, we're only going to communicate by email or we're only going to communicate by texting or whatever their method is, you know, that they choose. But the, the key point is that children feel more, they feel more loved and they feel more secure and more safe when their parents are, you know, having some open lines of communication. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate that. And so it seems like you're like, it all stands back, even though you do help with co-parenting uh, in a sense for communication, but it all stems back right back to the child so that they can assist the child with the best that they, they can do. Yes, yes, most definitely. I, you know, I kind of also encourage parents to think that if they mm -hmm. have a five-year-old and maybe an eight-year-old, 
um, I want them to know that their children will not be five and eight years old forever. Exactly. <laughs> that, you know, they're going to continue to develop and grow into teenage years. And before they know it, their children will be full-fledged adults. And I know pretty much every parent that I've worked with these last nine and a half, 10 years, they love their children. And they really are genuinely concerned about the child's welfare. So with that being said, I use those two um, concepts or premises to really urge parents to, you know, again, do all they can while their children are young, because yes, it, you know, it's just so important. We want our children um, to be healthy, to be productive adults, to have um, good, solid strong relationships, you know, as they go into adulthood. And all of that can't happen if parents aren't actively involved. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you set up a good foundation for them to use when they're young so that when they get older, it can, you know, just blossom even further. I love that. I love yes. that. Can you tell me about the challenges that you faced um, with doing parenting coaching and also co-parenting and how you've overcome those? Wow. Okay. So I would consider um, my challenges to be <clears throat> um, really <laughs> grabbing co-parents' attention. I'll deal with them first to let them know that their children um, are negatively impacted when they are exposed to constant conflict. Mm -hmm. That is one of my biggest challenges as I teach my classes, as I offer my coaching program, <clears throat> helping people to understand, adults to understand that it does them no good to hold on to bitterness, anger, unresolved issues because their kids are being affected. Um, so much so that statistics show that children are more likely to have school problems in terms of learning issues or academic issues, I should say. Um, their grades are gonna suffer when they're exposed to that constant conflict. Um, they're more likely to uh, develop drug and alcohol abuse, you know, that kind of, those kind of problems as adults or, or late teens. Um, they're more likely to have low self-esteem and self-confidence. These are statistics that really um, speak to the fact that children need their parents. Mm -hmm. They need both parents. And another challenge, speaking of that, and I'm still dealing with co-parents, is that sometimes I've run into um, moms and dads who feel like they're the ones that are the most important, that the, the co-parent... Um, should not be um, able to have a healthy relationship with their children. So that has become a challenge because, and, and again, I speak uh, with in, re in reference to both co-mothers and co-fathers. Um, when they are so, I guess, um, prone to feeling like, okay, uh, for example, um, he was a terrible husband. Um, sometimes women will just automatically assume that that man is going to be a terrible father. And that's not necessarily true. And vice versa, 
Sometimes I have um, fathers who feel, okay, um, she failed as a wife. There's no way she could be a good mom. Uh, not necessarily true. So, you know, those are definitely um, some of the challenges that I really encounter on a day-to-day -day basis. When it comes to parenting in general, um, I really feel that there should be an emphasis on um, the social emotional learning of children, and they get that from day one from their parents. Exactly. So, yeah. So I just want to, as many parents as possible, I want to work uh, with them, just equipping them to really um, understand the seriousness of their responsibility as a parent. This is serious yes, business. <laughs> it is serious business. And, um, and sometimes I get it. Life really gets in the way of people being the best parents that they can be. Mm, I agree with you. Yeah. I'm telling that to um, so many people that they're focused so much on survival that they don't understand that when they have a child and they mm -hmm. focus that on survival, they, they, they lose track of that emotional development, intelligentness, uh, everything and really giving back to the child. And yes, it's unfortunate yes. that that child then grows up without. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. And right. so within that concept, it's like you're doing amazing work by also co-parent, helping co-parents to communicate and get back on track with for the child and then also teaching them the skills necessary to actually help the child out and developing themselves. Because that's to me very important now i'm 30 years old and i'm just now really getting that and i've been having a child seven years and i'm just now understanding that yes, i sir. need to focus on his development because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's the future mm -hmm. oh yes most definitely yeah so in my class <clears throat> as well as a little bit of the coaching program i i mm -hmm. um work with parents in the area of child development and growth um just sort of taking parents through the basic chronological ages of their children, starting with infants, um, newborns, all the way up to teenage years, and even some, in some cases, wow. young adults. So in each category, um, and I kind of developed it into five major areas, I think five, I, I believe so. So definitely the infancy stage is one. Um, two would be the toddler stage. Mm -hmm. Three would be preschoolers, okay, um, ages probably about from three or four years old all the way to maybe 12. I'm nice sorry, nice. preschoolers. Three, uh, again, all the way to like six. And then school age years um, from six to about 12 years of age. And then preteens and teens on into that category. Okay. So, we, yeah, we talk about the characteristics of children as they go through those developmental stages. And then we talk about the impact uh, when families dissolve or when they face traumatic experiences okay. and how those experiences impact their growth and development. Mm. I like how you're breaking it down and you're attacking it, uh, like you're, you're targeting it yes. through age groups and everything because that is impactful because the brain is transitioning and getting mm -hmm. better and mm -hmm. learning at a different rate through each one and they perceive things differently yes. and you can pretty much boil it down to that age group and i love mm -hmm. that that you that's how you're doing it mm -hmm. 
within the time of you working with uh, nine years, but as well as 22 plus years of being a school social worker, you said? Yes, sir. 22 okay. years. 22 yeah. years of being a school <laughs> social worker. Congratulations on that retirement and being Thank able you. to transition to your being a full-time entrepreneur. I just want to say that right now Yeah. before <laughs> I say it, because I know that's a, that's a big leap. Yeah. Oh, honey, it was a definitely a leap of faith. Um, yes, but I'm just so blessed and so grateful that, you know, to be able to be in this space in my life, um, because I truly am living my best life right about now. <laughs> hey, y'all hear that? She's living her best life because she took that leap. That's, That's right. a key one right there. That's a That's key one. Right. I think I like that gym right there. Yeah. Within man. that leap, though, have you seen the difference between you working for a company and then you working for yourself and how much value that people perceive you to have now? Wow. Interesting question. So I try. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great job. You're challenging me. I love it. So yeah. um, Working for an organization, a school system, Mm -hmm. um, there were things um, systematically perhaps that I really felt like needed to be changed or I really wanted to make an impact in, in, a, in you know, a concrete way. And part of that um, became my views of parents. <laughs> so during this 22 year period, I worked in elementary schools. I worked in one middle school and the same high school for 22 years. And um, I quickly, as I grew and matured in, you know, just life in general and in my career, I began to really, you know, kind of think and reflect on the responsibilities of parents. Mm -hmm. And it was my personal um, belief that, (laughs) that parents should be held even more responsible. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so this this is a little radical here, but hey, this <laughs> this is what I believed. It really was. So, you know, to the degree that more emphasis should be placed on equipping parents, um, you know, with even within the school systems, um, I really feel that if we work a little bit more closely with parents and help them along some of their challenges, and I get it you know, an inner city school um, system that I was a part of. Hey, you know, homelessness is definitely a big issue. Um, Lack of opportunities, educational opportunities, career opportunities, just poverty, um, all of those systematic or systemic kind of um, issues and challenges certainly impacts how a an adult is going to parent their child. And so now um, coming out of that system and into my own entrepreneurship journey, I'm able to work with parents and really put everything in what I say, but the kitchen sink (laughs) to help parents to really, you know, have some aha moments, you know? And to look at things from a different perspective. And that's what my coaching program is all about. Helping parents say, hmm, I haven't thought of it that way. Hmm, this may be important as you're explaining it to me. And exactly. that's what, you know, that's where the value comes 
for me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that because you're putting emphasis on the fact that the school system and how everything is set up, it doesn't put that much thought into really right. helping the parent be exactly. a parent and walking them along in the journey of helping their child, which yes. then gives the parent an easy way out of it a little bit. Because when oh, I, <laughs> yes, ma'am, when mm -hmm. I realized that in a sense with my son, mm -hmm. um, I was like, they don't really communicate anything with me. Um, mm -hmm. This is post-COVID though. During before COVID though, I they didn't redo really it either, or they didn't redo really it. Unfortunately, I was like, I need more access and understanding mm -hmm. of what what they're doing instead of just sending stuff home without any mm -hmm. explanation. Mm -hmm. And then plus, I get to a point where I'm gonna give you this right here, and I'm gonna share this with the world as well. I was frustrated with my son, and sometimes like any regular parent would, from mm -hmm. not from not being for teaching the children how to read, uh -huh. and then getting frustrated about them the words that they we just went over mm -hmm. but I had to put myself in a mindset of understanding that he's fresh in this world mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. to change my mindset to realize like oh my god even though he doesn't know even though we did just go over it he's still fresh and I have to really drill this into his head but with patience and mm -hmm. I at that moment I was like I met him where he is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of parents don't realize how they should meet their child where they are and they just send them off to school and just wow. let them be with the teacher and then come home feed them and it's a repetitive uh system pretty much mm -hmm. their parents taught them mm -hmm. that that even the teacher's parents taught them yeah even the principals like everybody <laughs> in society in the community and it's amazing that you're giving more skills and everything to people so that they they can shift their mindset wow you're doing amazing work thank you i appreciate that i i really you know parenting is again is challenging work yes ma'am do not give us manuals when we bring our newborns home from the hospital like a how to do book you know, um, nothing like that is, is our own past experiences, um, along with, you know, the, the, I guess the naturalness that comes out of us. And if people seek um, services such as what I'm giving, you know, that helps as well. Um, and so I, I come from the place that my husband and I were not perfect parents. And if I knew then <laughs> what I know now, you know, we could have we could have really done some awesome, even more awesome uh, parenting. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, again, I'm grateful. We have three wonderful young millennials, um, and we're very proud of them. And um, they definitely support the work that their mother is doing. <laughs> I appreciate it. And that. I support you as well. You're doing amazing work. Congratulations, ma'am. Thank you. Within that, what you just said, pretty much, you said that you wish you, or if you could have learned the things that you know now, back mm -hmm. in your day, mm -hmm. can you give us a lesson or a, a tip or any advice as a life coach, as a parent coach, as a co-parent coaching as well, mm -hmm. how to be better? Wow. So I think the first thing that comes to my mind is to be open, um, okay. open-minded. And I read just, I believe yesterday, how life is just a continual learning experience. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I hear sometimes people will say, well, I had siblings 
um, younger siblings. So I learned a lot, you know, um, with uh, taking care of them. So I really don't want people to close their mind to learning. You know, yes, yes you may have been someone's big brother or big sister, but that's still not being a parent per se. Mm. And so definitely being open to learning, learning experiences, um, being real with ourselves. I think that that, you know, some areas that we may struggle in, um, you know, looking and being very creative to find the resources that would help in those um, areas of, that are challenging to us. Um, so those are the, like the two main things I would really, you know, say to answer your question. Um, and there's, and pretty much there's people, there's um, services, programs out there for just about anything, anything as it relates to, you know, life in general, as it specifically relates to parenting. Um, and, you know, take full advantage of those resources, because again, we don't always come with the full package, you know, yes, knowing everything. So it's always room for learning for sure. Yes, ma'am. And I, I like how you echo to keep on um, continuing education pretty much and to mm -hmm. seek out people who have these wisdom. And guess what? You presented us with a wealth of wisdom today. And I just want to thank yeah. you for coming on to the show, ma'am. Can you yeah. tell us where we can find you at? Yes, sir. So I'm definitely on all social media um, platforms. And um, in terms of my website, um, it is family, well, www.familylifeenhancement.com. As far as emailing, that would be coaching at familylifeenhancement.com. I can be reached by phone at 804 area code 238-9553. And again, social media is um, Family Life Enhancement on Facebook, um, Donita Winston on LinkedIn, as well as Instagram. Uh, I don't think I'm leaving anything out. <laughs> so yeah, I'm accessible to to the public for sure. Awesome, awesome. And do you do um, coaching on the web or in person? Oh, glad you asked. So as a result of the pandemic, that has really opened um, up my horizon. So okay. all of my services that I offer to include the parent coaching, co-parent coaching, uh, women's self-discovery coaching, and oh. marriage coaching. All you own those, it. Yeah, all of those services can be um, on my Zoom platform. That's the platform that I, I've chosen. And so pretty much everything I do is you know, virtual now. After awesome, the pandemic. awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that you said, I'm glad, I'm glad that I asked that. I'm glad you answered it. Yes, that you do. So people, please go out there, reach out to this amazing woman who's giving you wisdom giving you knowledge and more skills to become better that's why we're on this show today to give you more value not only as a parent person as a business person but as a parent as an individual and i just want to thank y'all for tuning in to the pursuit of value thank you have a nice one